Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. been in this series, or actually the last several weeks, we've been in, in this series titled The Family Project, and the theme of our series is building a stronger family. All of our small groups, they're studying together on The Family Project, and I came in here this past Friday evening and had to do some things in the office, and I saw Dustin's small group in here, and uh, so it was a joy to see them sitting around the table and, and, um, and talking about family and about their responsibilities and just about their life. And so I hope you're enjoying the small groups. I hope you're enjoying the discussion that's taking place there. And for those, this may be your first Sunday here. You're wondering, why in the world do we have this table and chair? Well, this is the table that we raised our family around. Now, we no longer use this. I actually have this table in my office now, and I do counseling and what have you around it. But I thought it'd be a a great, I don't know, point of illustration to bring out on the platform because really what took place around this this table is where we started the process of laying the foundation in our family and in our children's lives. And so I want to encourage you as, as parents, be sure you find time to get around the table together. There's something extremely important whenever we gather together as a family around the table and we always had it a rule. Of course, we didn't, we didn't battle as much as families have to battle it today as far as social media and everybody having a cell phone and a tablet and computers and all of that. But put all that stuff aside, okay? I promise you, you, you can make it for 30 minutes, kids or parents, and with, without an iPhone, without a, an Android, without an iPad, without technology, without being on social media, without posting on Facebook or seeing what everybody else is doing on Facebook. You can make it, I promise you, for 30 minutes without looking at any of that, okay? So find some time to put all that stuff aside and gather together around the table and have these family discussions, eating a meal together, talking together, and, and, you know, and pouring value into each other's life, looking into each other's eyes and listening to each other and responding. And it's called conversation. You know, most of the time, the only way we know how to do that anymore is either on a computer or with our thumbs. Right. But we can do this thing called conversation with eye contact and body language and and our voices and talking around the table. So that's why we have this here. And I'm going to keep it out for a few more weeks as we continue this this sermon series. Okay, but today I want to talk to you just a little bit about. This whole idea of dedicating children to the Lord. And I think right here in the middle of the Family Project sermon series, we have this dedicating of these children to the Lord. I think it just plugs in beautifully. Uh, Whenever we talk about building a stronger family, I think this is part of the foundation that we need to be laying in our our children's lives and in our family and in our home. And so I'm not going to be real long here because we've got a lot to do with all the families uh, when they come up here. But I do want to give you something that you can take with you, okay? So if you don't mind, I'm going to have a seat here at the family table. I just want to give you about three or four things here, and then I'm going to finish up with just some very practical 
uh, steps of action that you can put in play with your family. And I want to talk to you about this whole idea and this whole concept of dedicating our children to the Lord. Um, so we have several families today that are going to be doing that. We actually have 22 kids that we're going to be dedicating to the Lord today. Isn't that amazing? Give the Lord a praise offer for that. I'll be honest with you, that's a record for Victory Church. My wife was asking me earlier this morning, she said, how many kids have you dedicated here at Victory Church? And I said, well, I really don't know. So there's one thing that I do, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it away at the end, but I keep a record of every child that I've ever dedicated to the Lord here at Victory Church. After today, there will be 65 kids that we've dedicated to the Lord through the ministry of, of Victory Church. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise the Lord for that, because that's some young families uh, that are really taking seriously their role and responsibility as parents in raising their children. Now, let me do a little bit of housework here before I get into the message too far. I want you to understand that dedicating your children to the Lord, it's not an infant baptism. It does not even bring salvation to your children. Really, it's more about the parents dedicating themselves to the will of God to fulfill their roles and their responsibilities as mom and dad to raise them in a Christian environment and a Christian home. So I don't want anyone to be misled in what we're going to do today. Uh, it's not infant baptism. It doesn't bring salvation to children as far as admitting their sins and being born again. Some folks will often say, and I know this is a tragic thing to think about, but what if my child passes before they accept Christ? Well, I think especially children before they come to the age of accountability then there's grace that takes place there, and they're going to be okay. I just want you to know that, all right? Everybody okay? All right, so let me give you a couple things here. First thing I want you to do, whenever we think about dedicating our children to the Lord, number one, go ahead and put it on the screen. It's recognize that your children are a gift from God. Every one of these kids, whether they're crying, whether they're sitting there now, whether they're roaming around, whether they're being a little bit restless, I want you to know that's really okay with me. Probably the only one that's stressed with anything that may be going on is you as the parents. It's really okay with me. I don't care, okay? But I want you to know those children are a gift from the Lord. Do you believe that? Listen to what the Scripture says in Psalm 127, verse 3 and 5. It says, sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord. Children, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man. Who has filled his quiver with them. And such men will never, such men will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to recognize that your children are a gift from the Lord. Okay? Now you, you know, a lot of times we think about and we look in, in different families and possibly even your own. And I don't know everyone's personal history here. But do you realize there are no accidents with God? Do you realize that? Listen to what I'm saying here. There are no accidents with the Lord. I believe there are only divine appointments with the Lord. And I don't believe there's a child that's living today or born into this world that was born by mistake into this world. I believe God has a plan for every child that's ever been born. Now, there may have been, I always say this, there may have been some accidental parents, but there's never been an accidental child. Are you with me? You understand what I mean by that, right? So every child that's ever born into this world, I want you to know, is a gift from the Lord. And God has entrusted you 
with his greatest possession, and that's his children, that's humanity. He's trusted you with them to raise them in the ways of the Lord. So they belong to God first, okay? And then he places them in our possession to be able to raise and to nurture and to teach and to train and equip and bring them up in the ways of the Lord. So that's what I want you to see first of all. I just want you to recognize that your children are a gift from the Lord. So every child that's in here today, whether you're being dedicated today or not, and several are already in here that have already been dedicated, whether you're being dedicated or not, I want you to know that you are a gift from the Lord. Parents, your children are a gift. And I tell you, in my family... That's probably the greatest gift I think we've ever been given to be able to to have have children and to watch them be born into this world. So thank God for all of our children. The second thing I want you to see for parents, not only recognize that your children are a gift from the Lord, but the second thing, everybody say release. Release their future to the Lord. Okay? Release their future to the Lord. And there comes a time when you're going to have to let go a little bit. Matter of fact, that's really what parenting is all about. Every single day, from the time that child is born until that child is an adult, what you're doing, parents, are you're, you're hopefully and prayerfully raising children to be independent. Right? Sometimes we look at our children and say, they're just so doggone independent. Well, that can be a good thing. Right? Now, it has to be tempered. We have to give it some direction. We have to teach and train and equip. But really, as parents, and I know some are going to say you never really do this, and I understand what you're saying, but really, as parents, we're working our way out of a job, right? Now, I realize you're always parents, and I realize you're always caring. You're always giving advice. You're always giving counsel. You're always looking for those opportunities to speak into your child's life, even when they are young men, as my son and my daughter, young 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 daughter, young lady, okay? You're always looking for those opportunities. But the point is that we're in the process of raising them to be used by the Lord. They are His. They belong to Him. They're given to us as a gift. They first belong to God. And our job is to raise them in the ways of the Lord and then release them, release their future to the Lord. I love that. The Scripture says in Jeremiah 29, 11, now I realize this is talking to the children of Israel while they were in captivity. And Jeremiah's proclaiming to them that God has not forgotten them. But there's some wonderful application that comes with Jeremiah 29, 11 to us as individuals that we can grasp and hold on to. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Now, God has a plan for every single one of us. He had a plan for his people when they were in captivity in Babylon for those 70 years. And they thought they had no hope or no future whatsoever. And God was reminding them, I have not forgotten about you. I do have a hope for you and you do have hope and I do have a plan for you. The same thing is in our own lives. I like verse number 12 also. It says, you will call to me. And come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. A lot of times we look at Jeremiah 29, 11 and we just pull out verse 11 because it's kind of the cherry on the top of that whole passage, right? But in verse number 12 and 13, it says that we need to be doing something for us to discover what God's plan is for us, for us to bask and enjoy the wonderful future that he has for us. 
We need to be seeking Him. We need to be calling out to Him. We need to be praying to Him. We need to be aggressively pursuing God just as He has been pursuing us. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to release your children, your children's future to the Lord. Now, a lot of times that's hard to do. I remember a particular service. It was at one of our national conventions, and our kids were really, really small. And we, we drugged them everywhere when they were babies. They were in and out of churches. I preached a lot of revivals when our kids were younger, and we sang together as, as family and did a lot of different things. And so they have been in and out about every church in North Carolina that, that there is and about to every national convention that there is. They kind of grew up in that type of thing. And I remember, though, one time we sent our kids to the children's church at the national convention, and my wife and I were sitting there listening to the preacher preach that night. And he was talking about releasing your kids to the Lord, their future to the Lord. And at that time, we came forward and we prayed and we knelt down and prayed and we looked at each other and we made this declaration as husband and wife, mom and dad. We looked at each other and we said, you know what, as of today, we would rather our children live somewhere halfway around the world and be in the center of God's will than to live next door to us and not be in the center of God's will. And that really changed our paradigm. There was a paradigm shift if you will, in our parenting that took place because it was no longer self-centered or self-serving or being selfish. It was realizing that these children are the Lord's. He's blessed us with them. Now, fortunately, they're still close by, but there may come a day when they move halfway around the world following God's call in their life. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Aren't we, dear? Yes, we're okay with that, right? Because... We want them in the center of the Lord's will. Okay, so we've got to release their future, release them to the Lord. And then Psalm 37 and verse number 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desire. Take delight in the Lord. You know, that's something that not only as we as parents must implement in our own life, but that's something we must teach our children, because we want our children to know about the Lord. We want our children to aggressively pursue the Lord as they get older in their own relationship with Him. Why is that? Because the Scripture says that if we take delight in the Lord, if we delight in the Lord, He will give you your heart's desire. You see, I want my children... I want their heart's desire to be fulfilled. Now, that's not a selfish prayer because, first of all, I want them to take delight in the Lord. And when they are taking delight in the Lord, their heart's desire is going to be the things of the Lord and what God wants for them in their lives. So we started teaching that at a very young age to our children. Take delight in the Lord. Love Him. Serve Him. Obey Him. Listen to Him. Study of Him. Learn more about Him. Grow in your relationship with Him because as you're doing that, then he, then he's going to start aligning your heart with his will. And then he's going to start blessing you with the desires of your heart. But it starts when we take delight in the Lord. Okay. So release their future to the Lord. And then number three, I want you to get this one and I'm going to be done after I give you a few practical things here. Number three, I want you to realize your responsibility. Now, as parents, we have a responsibility. A couple of verses, and there are many verses in the scripture that deal with this. But in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, Fathers, you could also write in the word parents there, it would be just as just it would be just as good. It says, Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training 
and the instruction of the Lord. So what he's saying here is you don't always need to be frustrating your children or nagging them or irritating them. What you need to be doing is building a relationship with them and training them up to trust the Lord and giving them the instructions of the Lord. Proverbs 22, 6 says, teach a youth about the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I realize there's a huge theological debate over Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 6. The debate is whether it is a promise or whether it is just a principle or whether it's something we can really take to the, take to the bank and hang our hat on. You see, I look at this, I look at it as I claim it as a promise. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, he may, he may venture away a little bit discovering his way. But I just believe the Word of God is powerful enough to bring a child or a young adult or those trying years of leaving the teenage years into the young adult years where the transition of worshiping mama and daddy's God is now becoming their God. I believe there's a transition there where sometimes children may venture or young adults may venture out and... and that, that's kind of what the video was when the girl kicked the Bible under the bed, when she had a little bit of doubt. If we've ever raised teenagers and, and now into young adults, we've seen that in our children's life. But what we've got to do is to still be there teaching them and training them and instructing them and hiding the Word of God in their heart, which I'll call time out right here. Put a good plug in for Awana. That's why the Awana ministry is so vitally important in our children's life because they are hiding the Word of God in their heart. Now the Holy Spirit can use that to bring them back to Him. I love that verse of Scripture. Teach a youth, a child, the way he should go. Let me say something else about that. The Scripture says in Proverbs 22, 6, Teach a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it. Guys, you realize there's not a cookie-cutter mold for raising children. You can't raise every children, every child the same way exactly. Let me tell you why. Because they're not the same. Hello? If you've had two children, you know they are not the same. Right? They're different. Right? They have different temperaments. They have different personalities. I'm not saying one's good and the other's bad. I'm just saying they are different. Everybody say different. How many parents here have at least two children? Raise your hand. Okay? Now, how many can raise your hand and say, my children are different? <laughs> Every one of us, right? I mean, they're just different. Okay? So what you've got to do as a parent, you have to study the Scriptures, you have to study your child, and you have to bring up that specific child in the way that that specific child has to go. Now, eventually, they're all going to go the way of the cross. I mean, I'm not saying go another, find another religion, go another different way as far as salvation is concerned. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about raising them up, helping them discover God's will for their life, understand that they are different. Just because one made straight A's doesn't mean the other's going to make straight A's. Right? See, I'm a middle child. I suffer from the middle child syndrome, right? Can you tell? I suffer from that. Right? You see, my, old, my oldest sister, man, she studied and worked so hard in school. She made straight A's all the time. I mean, all the time. She's 11 months older than me. You know what that means? 
coming through school, coming through junior high, coming through high school. I'd always get to next grade. Teachers say, oh, you're Angie's little brother. Hello? No, I'm John. Oh, Angie was such a great student. And I'm like, you don't know me. Oh, she made straight A's. <laughs> I was at a graduation ceremony the other, yesterday, actually, and they were doing all these uh, cum laude graduates and magna cum laude and all this and, and uh, cum laude. And I was listening to Charles Barkley the other day and Kenny Smith on NBA table talk thing. I don't know if you guys are into that, but uh, Charles Barkley looked over at Kenny Smith and he said, he said, I graduated cum laude. He said, you graduated thank you laude. <laughs> I graduated, thank you, Lottie, right? Woo, thank the Lottie. I got through that. Hello? Listen, we're different. That's all I'm saying. We're just different. And our children are different. And what we've got to do, we've got to recognize that, and we've got to raise them up in the way of the Lord to have them to go. So in closing, let me give you some practical things here, and I'm going to be done, and then we're going to have this little ceremony here. In closing, let me give you a few, a few things here. This baby dedication really is about parents dedicating themselves to the Lord. It's about parents dedicating themselves to the Lord. And so the question is, what does it mean for parents to dedicate themselves to the Lord? Okay? I wrote down about nine things. I want you to get these. Let's put them on the screen real quickly, and I'm going to be done. I'm going to hit them and go. Number one, as a parent, here's some practical things. Here's, here's the takeaway. Here's some practical things that we as parents need to be doing as we're raising our children in the ways of the Lord. Number one, be a God-respecting parent. In other words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. It's not enough to tell your children to love Jesus. They must see you loving Jesus, right? You can't say, do as I say and not as I do. That doesn't work. Are you with me? Your kids are smarter than that. They can see, hold on, hold on right here, make it a little rocky. They can see you right through a hypocrite. Hello? So you can't say I love Jesus on Sunday and live like the devil Monday through Saturday. Your children will see the difference. Hello? And then anything you say about Jesus, they're not going to take any, any weight from that because they watch the life that you're living. So number one, be a God-respecting parent all the time. 24-7, be a God-respecting parent, okay? Number two, I want you to get this one. Teach your children about Jesus. Now, here's what I want you to get about this. I want you to understand, God has zero grandchildren. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you need to teach your kids about Jesus. You need to teach them as they grow that what Jesus has done for them on the cross, okay? So teach your kids about Jesus. Number three, this is big, guys. Be active in church. As you're raising your children, be active in the place of worship. Be active in your church. It will help your kids grow in their relationship when they see you as mom and dad being active in church. Let your children watch you and see you worship the Lord. By the way, some folks have questioned, why do we bring our kids in here and then dismiss them to go to children's church? Because here's what we're intentionally trying to do. We're intentionally trying, trying to create an environment where your children can watch you, mom and dad, worship during the worship set. 
That's big. Where your children can watch you, mom and dad, put in a tithe and offering in the offering basket when it is passed. When your children can watch you take communion. When your children can watch you be baptized. We don't put our children away in a corner whenever we do these things because it's important that our children see that. They may not understand everything, but I guarantee you, what's the old, uh, the old adage, more is caught than taught? When they see this happening, it's going to help them in their relationship with the Lord. So be active in your church. Number four, love your kids. I realize that goes without saying, but love them. Genuinely love them. Invest in them. Spend time with them. Quality time with them. Spend a lot of time with them. Number five, pray for and pray with your kids. All right? Often, pray for them and pray with them. Before they go to bed at night, get down there and pray with them. And then pray for them. Pray for their needs. Pray for their health. Pray for their protection. Pray for their future. Pray for their future wife and their future husband. It's never too early to start praying for that. Are you with me? I'm serious. We've been praying when our kids were toddlers. We were praying over them because I knew somewhere else in the world there was another toddler out there. And I'm praying, God, help those parents raise those children in the way of the Lord. So as that boy or that girl grows up, they will have the same spiritual foundation that I'm pouring in my kids. And God create a moment when they come together. Hello? We need to be praying for that. Pray for don't It's never too early to start praying for that. I'll go. Give, give me number six through nine here and I'll be done. Number six, train your kids in the way they should go. Okay? Train your kids. I've already spoke to that. But let me say this. You're doing your child a huge injustice if you allow them to get away with doing wrong without consequences. Do you hear what I said? Now, I don't know where everybody lands here, okay, on this. This is usually when I get in trouble. This is usually whenever people get offended. This is usually when I start getting the bad emails. But let me say it anyway, because I be- it's, it's my, one of my deep, deep convictions, because I believe it's based in Scripture. And I'm going to preach the Scripture for hair lips, you and your mama, okay? Here on Mother's Day. Here we go. Listen, I've heard parents say, well, I just don't believe in discipline. I just, I just don't believe I should discipline my child. I'm like, holy smoke, what Bible have you been reading? How do you raise kids without discipline? There has to be boundaries. But here's my comeback. Okay, if you won't discipline them, somebody else will. And you know who the somebody else is going to be? It's going to be the the authorities, whether it's in the school system or whether it's in the legal system. Somewhere, somebody is going to show them the boundaries. Hello? I believe one of the reasons our nation, I probably shouldn't even got off on this, but I believe one of the reasons our nation is in such a mess today is because we have young adults now that have been raised with no discipline and no boundaries whatsoever, and they're still trying to discover them. Hello? Let's, 
Let's place those boundaries in place at a very early age. And by the way, listen, I'm not into abuse, but there is a place on your child's body that, the God, that God put there for you to bring discipline to. It's called the bottom. There's, there's plenty of padding there. Okay? Bust that hind in and they'll be okay. All right? You guys still smiling at me right here? I hope so. Isn't that right, son? Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you these last ones. I'm done. Grow a healthy family. If you remember a few weeks ago, I preached out of Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Those are, those are four principles that, that we intentionally tried to build around this table in our family. Those four areas where Jesus increased in wisdom, intellectually, teach your children, even all things, teach them. Don't just turn them over to the school system to teach them. You teach them. I, they can go to school. I'm not saying they can't go to public school. I'm not against that at all. They can go to public school. That's fine. But that doesn't, shouldn't replace you continuing to teach them. Right? Right? So he, he increased in wisdom. That's intellectually. He increased in stature. That's physically. Be sure you're exercising with your children, doing activities. Get out in the yard and play with your kids. Run around the block. Play tag. Do something. Be active. I believe you ought to eat healthy as well. That's just, that's just my personal thing there. But the physical thing. The, the third thing, he increased in, in favor with God and man spiritually, in, in favor with God. So it's our job as parents that we're building this spiritual foundation and in favor with man socially. Teach your kids how to act in public. Hello? Teach your kids how to speak to adults, even when they're children, right? Teach your dads, teach your young men how to look a man in the eyes and give a firm handshake. Man, I can't stand to get a fish. I can't stand to get a floppy something in my hand. I'm like, holy smoke. I tell my son, he said, Dad, how hard am I supposed to grip until he lets go? I mean, lay in there and you listen, you got to be aggressive. Have you ever had those guys that are really aggressive and they get in there a lot deeper than you do? Guys, you know what I'm talking about? And now they have your knuckles and they're gripping and you're like, man, I messed up. I should have got in deeper right at the very beginning. Man, I go in hard for a handshake, right? I'm hooking up and then I'm gripping and I'm looking in the eyes. I've taught my son that since he was a boy. Teach them that. Teach your girls how to be girls. They should be feminine. Teach them how to be girly. That's okay. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I could preach for days, weeks on this stuff. Grow a healthy family. Number eight, don't be a hypocrite. I've already talked about that. You understand that. Your kids are watching. They see how you are on Sunday, and they definitely see how you are at home. So just be careful. And number nine, be active in your Christian walk. Let your children watch you pray. Let them see you read the Bible. Let them, be, let them see you be active in your walk with the Lord. Okay. All right. That's my message today. I hope you can take some of that away with you. Here's what we want to do. Now I realize we've got a, a lot of families, but praise the Lord. I, I'm not complaining at all, but here's what we want to, I'm asking my wife to come up and help. Here's what I would like to do. I want the parents and the children. Uh, Daniel and Kristen, Lindsay and Dustin, if you guys will come on up to the front. So here's the Cobb family. What other family? Lindsay and Dustin. Lindsay and Dustin. Justin and Michelle. Jared and Connie. Michaela. Philip and Tiffany. Uh, Josh hey and Come Carrie. On. Karina and Come Mark. On. And Dan awesome. and Lacey. 
All right, this is great, fantastic. This is amazing. This is part of that building a strong spiritual family and dedicating your kids to the Lord. We go back in Scripture and we see that Hannah did this in First Samuel with her son and uh, she brought him back to the Lord. She had prayed for this child and she gave him back to the Lord in an act of worship and service unto him. Now you're bringing your children today in this act of worship and service to the Lord, realizing that they are a gift from the Lord. And I know you guys have already gone through the milestone parenting class, realizing what your role and your responsibility is as parents to be able to raise these children in the ways of the Lord. Hannah took Samuel to the church and she left him there. Now you get to take your kids home today, right? You know, you're not going to leave them here at the church, right? It's just a, yeah, it feels like, yeah, we're going to leave them, okay? But this is just a, uh, it's just a, an act of, of worship and presenting our children back to the Lord. And so I'm very proud of all you parents. I love all these kids. I love our church being filled with these babies and these kids. And I promise you, while we have all the kids in here and the noise they were making, that didn't bother me at all. I was thrilled. You see, because uh, I remember back in the day when we started this church and we only had three people. So to have all these kids thrills me, thrills me. So God bless you all. As you certainly know, we're here to to dedicate the children to the Lord. And by you coming forward today, uh, you're coming forward before God. You're coming forward before his people. And so just by the act of your presence here on the platform today, you're saying that you're going to dedicate yourselves and you're going to dedicate your children to the Lord today. If that's so, all of you together, please say, we do. All right, here's, here's the vow, and I think I have it on the screen for you so we all can see it. I want you to, I want you to get a hold of this. this. This is the vow. This is the parent vow that I would like for you guys to make today before the Lord, before the church family, and before each other, and before your children. This is it. Parents, will you vow, number one, to live with the commands of God on your heart? Will you vow to provide a Christian home that you're going to raise these children in? Will you make a vow to raise your children in the truth of God's Word? Will you make a vow also to pray and encourage your children to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? If you're willing to make that vow, please say, we do. Church, I believe we as a church have a responsibility as well. Because we're commanded to be part of a local church. The Bible says in Hebrews 10.25, not to forsake the assembly of yourself together. We are to come together. We're to come together to do ministry. We're to come together and share life together. So I believe that even we as a church have a responsibility. And so I want to put that vow up, if you will, please. The, the Victory Church vow. I want you to see this, church. Because this is where we need to be as a church. So I'm going to ask you, Victory Church, will you, as Victory Church, will you vow to be faithful to your calling as members of the body of Christ? Will you vow to love and to care and to serve alongside these families that are part of Victory Church? Church, will you make a vow to assist in teaching and training these children in the ways of the Lord? Before you say we do, let me explain to you what that looks like. That looks like being active in Victory Church, being involved in all the different ministries that we do here at the church. Everything from mowing the grass 
to being an Awana's director, from being an usher, from running the Connection Cafe, every ministry working in children's church, working with our youth department, working in our college area age group, working in our small groups, every single ministry and thing that we do, it's to strengthen the faith in one another and to share the gospel with those who do not know Christ as their Savior. So church, if you're willing to commit these vows, to be faithful to your call and to love and care and serve alongside of these families, to assist in teaching and training these children in your particular areas of ministry, if you vow to do that, say we do. We do. Amen. Here's what I want to do. I typically hold each child, but I'm not going to be able to do that today. But here's what I would like to do. I would like to just pray a prayer over every single one of you. And I just want you to know I love you guys. I'm so proud of you parents, of every single one of you. I'm thrilled that your children are here today and that you're dedicating them to the Lord. And I just want you to know that as your pastor, I vow to be here to serve you, to serve your family, to serve your children, to lead this church so that we can nurture your children in the ways of the Lord. And I just want to say thank you for being here today, okay? So let me, let me pray for you, okay? Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for these families. We thank you, Lord, for how you've blessed them with children. We thank you, God, for, for them being here this day, on this Mother's Day. They're dedicating their children in an act of worship back to you today. And, Father, we just pray that you be with these parents and we know there's going to be mountaintop victories they're going to have with their children. And God, we also know there's going to be some deep, dark valleys they're going to walk through with their children. But God, I just pray that they would feel your presence every step of the way. I ask you, Lord, that you would give them leadership and guidance and courage and boldness as they parent their children, as they raise them in the ways of the Lord. And Father, our ultimate prayer is that these very children that we are giving back to you this day, that we are dedicating back to you this day. Our prayer is that when they come to the age of accountability, that they have heard and seen enough of the Word of God, that they will accept your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as their personal Savior, and that they too will become a Christ follower. And Father, we ask you to bless these children, bless these families, meet every need they have, every financial need, every emotional need, every physical need, every spiritual need. God, we ask you, Lord, to meet the needs of these families and bless them this day as they give these children back to you in this beautiful act of worship. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, Fallon, Illinois. 
888-565-6269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.